we're uh, we're talking about uh, some of our our core values. What what are we? Why are we doing this? Why do we do Hope City? Why why do we we gather together and uh, and have this faith community? And um, and Scott uh, specifically asked me to to talk about uh, downtown High Point a little bit and kind of pitch some vision for uh, what what that is and why we do it and all that kind of stuff. So um, we're we're gonna do that. I'm gonna uh, get into some scripture here in a minute. Um, but I, uh, I was thinking about summertime, and uh, summertime's here. It's on our heels. We're celebrating graduation. It's getting hot. Um, today's actually a beautiful day. I don't know if you noticed, but weather's stinking awesome. Um, and uh, it's usually like 90 degrees in this gym, and I'm sweating. Uh, but I, I started thinking about that, and I started thinking about road trips. When I was a kid, used to used to go on road trips a lot. Um, would travel, go to Myrtle Beach and all over different places or whatever. And, um, and so uh, my, my family and my kids, we do the same thing. And there's this, there's this one deal that I, I, it blows my mind. Like, I can't figure this out, okay? And maybe, maybe you guys can help me with this. Maybe you know what I'm talking about. Um, but so, like, I've not taught my children this, and I don't know how they, how they learned it, okay? But, but we're... Uh, going to, we went to Wilmington just, just recently, and we were riding in the car, and we're on the way, and my daughter uh, has this, um, like, bug-out bag, all right, this necessary pack uh, that hangs off the back of the headrest down onto uh, the seat. Y'all, do y'all have that? Does your kids have one of those, that, that little thing that has, like, everything that a child would need? You know what I'm saying? It's got snacks, and it's got drinks, and it's got coloring books, and it's got you know her iPad and her her headphones and all you know all these these things or whatever and um and so so I'm like this is perfect you know we're geared up I'm ready to go to Wilmington we're gonna drive to Wilmington we even have a little toilet a little baby toilet that that fits right right underneath her seat so when she says I gotta pee we just uh, pop her out you know what I'm saying takes takes like three seconds and then we're back on the road you know it's awesome. If it was just me in the car and not my wife, we'd probably just keep driving, and I'd just let her pee in there. But you know what I'm saying? My, my wife's like the safety freak, thinking I'm going to wreck or whatever. So, um, so we're, we're, we're driving down the road, and, and I'm watching her in the rearview mirror, and, and she, she pulls out a coloring book, and she, she goes, you know, starts coloring, goes through the coloring book, and, and she, you know, colors a few pages, puts that back up. She gets out a book. She starts reading a book. She does that a little bit. Um, she pulls out, asks uh, my wife, Sky for her iPad. So we give her the iPad, and she puts on some headphones, and she plays a game and, and whatever, and, and literally, like, I don't know, probably 20, 30 minutes into the trip, um, this thing happens. <laughs> uh, parents, I think you know where I'm going with this. And, and I can't understand it because she says to me, Daddy, are we there yet? And I'm sitting there thinking, somehow along the way the roles reversed. I was the one sitting in the back seat just a few years back going, Dad, are we there yet? Like, I remember asking that question, are we there yet? Like, like uh, I don't, I don't I'm, are we there? I'm ready to be there. And I'm sitting here thinking, now I'm the one driving, and I'm going, if you ask me that one more time, I'm going to pull this car over, and I'm going to rip your face off. 
And I'm, and I'm sitting there thinking, how did this happen? How did I get to the place where I'm the one saying, I'm going to pull this car over? I said, when I grow up, I'm never going to say that. And I said it. Dad, are we there yet? And I started thinking about that. And I started thinking about, man, like, like in her little six-year-old mind, what, what has happened is she has gone through all the things that she knows what to do. Right? She's colored in her coloring book. She's read in her book. She's played on an iPad. She's watched her DVDs. She's listened to music. She did all the things that she knows what to do, and that took about 30 minutes. And now, she's now dad. Are we there yet? Are we there yet? And, uh, and I just, I, I started thinking about that. Um, and, and I, I, I just started thinking, man, I, I think, Sometimes that's like us. Like in our in our our journey of life, like God has given us certain things and, and we do those certain things and then all of a sudden it's like we don't know what to do next. And we've run out of our coloring books and our iPads and our songs and all the stuff and we get to this point in our life and we're like, I don't know what to do. Dad, are, are we there yet? <laughs> Is it time to go to heaven yet? Like, uh, what's next? I don't know what to do. And, and I started thinking about sometimes in our life, like that's that's what I feel like. I feel like that kid that has just done all the things that I know what to do, and I'm like, Dad, now what? What do we do next? You ever felt like you you don't know what to do next? Like what's the next step? Like, where are you going in your life? What decision needs to be made next? Where are you supposed to be? You ever thought about why we have cars in the first place? What's the purpose of a car? It's transportation. To get us from point A to point B, right? Or is it? What are we here for? And, and I started thinking about this, and I started thinking about maybe, um, maybe we're just called to enjoy the journey. Maybe it's not about, are we there yet? Maybe it's, are we here now? So let me ask you this morning, are you here? now like are you here are you in the moment are you present ready and waiting and listening for what God has for you it's not about the next Twitter feed it's not about the next Facebook update it's not about where you're going for lunch or who you're going to talk to afterward or what you're going to do next week are you here now Are you enjoying the journey that you're on? Um, If you have your Bibles, turn with me uh, to Hebrews chapter 11. I want to unpack some scripture, just a a few verses of scripture to kind of illustrate my point this morning and and try to feed into a, a little bit of my story and a little bit of kind of downtown and, and, and stuff like that. Just out of curiosity, um, 
was anybody did anybody come and visit last or uh saturday yesterday just okay cool few people so good so so we have we have a handful that um they got to be a part of that and that's that's really cool um so here we go i want to i want to just just share a quick story in scripture and how um, this is really connected to my life over the last few months, 12, 14 months, year and something, and, um, and, and kind of share this with you. So, so it says this, um, we're talking about Abraham. Abraham was, was uh, the, the essentially founding father of the nation of Israel. God promised him that he was going to be a nation, that he was going to get this, this piece of property, this land, this promised land called Canaan, and that his descendants were going to be as innumerable as the stars and the sands on the beach. Like, like God had these huge promises for Abraham. And, and it says this, um, it says in Hebrews 11, uh, verse 8, is where we're at. I want to just look at this first verse here. It says, By faith, Abraham obeyed when he was called to go out to a place that he was to receive as an inheritance, and he went out not knowing where he was going. He went out not knowing where he was going. <clears throat> now, um, Look at this for a minute. Put put that next slide up, the math problem there. I'm like a math genius, all right? Um, <laughs> just kidding. I barely got through, like, algebra and geometry and all that mess. I don't even care. It's cool. Um, <laughs> listen, man, you don't have to know numbers to read English. Come on. Um, so so this is my math problem, all right? And this, is, this comes from verse 8. It says, by faith. Okay, so God-given faith. By faith, Abraham obeyed when he was called to go out to a place that he was to receive as an inheritance and went out not knowing where he was going. So a God-given faith plus the ability to hear the call of God plus an opportunity for obedience equals stepping into the unknown. Abraham was literally given an opportunity to go somewhere he had never been before and do things he had never done before. And and, and as I think about that, I'm like, what in the world would compel somebody for God to say, hey, Abraham, I'm going to make you a huge descendants, you're going to have all this family and all this stuff, and and I I want to give you this land, Um, and so I need you to leave your home, pack up everything, the family that you currently have, and just go. I mean, that doesn't make sense to me. I don't know if you've ever been there or not. But but I, I know that, that there's been times in my life where all of a sudden I just feel like that I'm just supposed to do something. And I don't even know what. Just step out. The operative here is a God-given faith. When we have faith, faith, as it says in Hebrews 1, is the assurance of things hoped for in the conviction of things not seen. That is an, an in depth, deep, passionate, just just like 
God, I'll do whatever. And guess what? That doesn't come from you. That comes from God. When we have a God-given faith, it gives us the ability to hear his call. And then when he calls us, he gives us the opportunity to obey, which results if we step in obedience into stepping into the unknown. Could you imagine picking up your family and going into you don't know where? I had a conversation with a guy just a couple weeks ago that said, God told me um, that, that it's time to step out. I don't know what's next, but I'm, I'm open, and here we go. And I don't know what that means. And, uh, and I'm like, dude, I, I don't know what that means for you either, but, but, man, we'll join up. We'll pray. We'll step in together. We'll lean into God. Man, open your heart and your mind to the fact that God wants to call you into something. Why was Abraham willing to do that? Because he knew the one who knows the way. (laughs) Abraham knew the one who knows the way. That's the simple answer. We don't have to know where we're going all the time. We just have to be with the one who knows the way. Just like my daughter doesn't have to know where we're going. She doesn't have to know the way to get there because her dad's driving. So many times we want to drive, yet we don't know the direction we're going. I think it's time that we sit in the back seat. We quit asking, are we there yet? And we just enjoy the journey. Enjoy the path that we're on. And we start opening our eyes for more faith and then an ability to hear God. And then he's going to do something that blows our mind. Um, real quickly, uh, just to share a quick glimpse of, of my story. This, this all started about a year and some, some change ago, a few months, a year, 14 months, something like that. Um, I went to this conference called Exponential, and uh, this guy spoke, and it just wrecked me. I mean, just like. I was a mess, and it was essentially an Abraham moment. He was like, God essentially just was like, you got to do something. And so I got up. I'm sitting, like, in the back, and I get up, and I come down front to, to this guy that I don't even know, and, and I'm like, I have no clue what I'm here for. I don't know what God is saying. I just know that that I'm supposed to be praying with you right now. And, uh, and this dude prays over me, and... And, and I, I just, I left going, I don't know what's next. And, uh, and so um, I talked with Scott, and I came back home and, and just said, man, I, I don't know, but I've got, I've got to do something. And he said, man, I'm just going to pray with you and pray for you and just, just pray. Just snuggle up to Jesus. That's what you need to do in this moment. And so I just spent time just praying, reading Scripture, fasting, just, just trying to, to get tight with Jesus. And, and um and so, so we did that, and my wife and I, and we kind of joined in, and, and I started driving around, just driving around town. And I went to downtown High Point, and I found a place that, even though I've lived here my entire life, I'd never really been there. And I saw things that I have never really seen in the city of High Point and, and, and so I started doing that, and all of a sudden my heart started, started getting stuck in this place of like, man, what are these people doing? 
And I started going, oh, my gosh, what am I going to do? <laughs> I'm, I'm, I've been raised in a, a prep school, like private Christian school, private Christian college. Like, that's, that's all I know. I, I, don't, I don't know anything else. What, what can I do, God? And God gently whispered to me, there's no road map. You don't need to know the way. Because I do. Your dad knows the way. Just get in the car and just go. And so we started taking some people down there and just going and praying and, and, and meeting people and, and, and all of these kind of things. We started seeing opportunities and all that kind of stuff. And here's the thing. All of that stuff is measurable. Okay, all that stuff is human ability. I can pray, I can fast, I can read my Bible, I can, I can snuggle up to Jesus all day long, I can do all those kind of things. Those are the things that I knew to do. That's my coloring book and my iPad and my headphones. And like I did all the things that I knew to do. And then I got to a point where I'm like, okay, God, now what? I, I don't know what's next. He showed me this. Um, put this up on the screen. And this is like my third grade, like, thing of of what this looks like, (laughs) but um, it makes sense in my brain, all right? So welcome, welcome to the world of Brent. This is so intricate, all right? But here's the deal. So um, I I just did a little line graph, okay? And and on the left-hand side there, it says sight, okay? This is the things that we can see, and you see the end point there, right? That, that's, those are the things that we can see. And, and then on the, the right, your right-hand side um, is ability. That's human ability. Those are the things that we know to do. And, and then there's the line graph in there. So, so we have a limited amount of sight, and we have a limited amount of ability, and that's all we've got. This is all the tools that God has given us to work with in our own human ability and in our own understanding, in our own sight, in our own mind. That's all we have. But you know what? God doesn't want us to work in that. God wants us to work outside of that. And so off the chart, way up here, off the line graph of human sight and human ability is miraculous God stuff. <laughs> like crazy God things that you can't plan for and you can't create and you can't conjure up in your own right and in your own ability. It's when somebody who's a staunch atheist comes up and says, I want to follow Christ. Somebody who's been an addict or, or, or an alcoholic or whatever fill in the blank for 40 plus years and they break and they say, I just need Jesus. We can't do that. We can't conjure that. We can't create that. Yesterday, we served 400 meals. That's within our realm of possibility. We just did what we can do. Okay, God, we'll, we can do 400 meals. That's what we'll do. But you know what else I saw? Man, I saw people laying hands on each other and praying. I saw people with their hands lifted up. I saw a drunk guy bouncing around from, from group to group and people to people hanging out and hugging people and all these kind of things. There's an X factor that God is doing 
in a community that desperately needs hope that we can't create. But all God is saying is get in the car. You don't need to know the roadmap. Just go. So many times in our lives as followers of Jesus, we're going, man, I just wish I knew what to do. Man, I just, I just wish I could serve. I just wish I had this opportunity to, to tell people about Jesus, or I don't know, maybe I couldn't tell people about Jesus. I don't, I don't really know that much about the Bible, and, and I guess, I don't know. I, I don't know what to do next or, or whatever, and we, we wait and we wait and we say, man, I'm just praying for a vision. God, give me a vision. Tell me what to do. Tell me what to do. And God says, no, no. Just be. Just be here now with me. When you're sitting in the restaurant after church, be there. Open your eyes, not the ones that are connected to your head, but your spiritual eyes, your spiritual heart, your mind. Father, do you have something for me today that's going to be off the line graph? (laughs) Because if all I'm focused on is my ability to see and my ability to do, our box is very small. We are very narrow when our agenda for the day is so set in stone that we are not willing to look outside that box. The miraculous God stuff just passes us right on by. And guess what? God keeps working and God keeps doing and God's gonna because he wins. I just want to be a part of it. There's no roadmap, just a relationship. Look at verse 9 with me. It goes on and it says this. It says, By faith Abraham went to live in the land of promise as a foreign land, living in tents with Isaac and Jacob, heirs with him of the same promise. You see, faith is not just the ability to step out when God asks you to be obedient. It's the ability ability to live in the promise. There's a difference between random acts of obedience and a lifestyle of commitment, of consistency, of faith. That's what Abraham had. It wasn't just those momentary levels of obedience. I'm going to read my Bible today. I'm going to pray tomorrow. I'm going to go give that guy a dollar. I'm going to go pray for this one random person, you know, that I prayed for five years ago. Remember? Remember when I prayed for that guy five years ago? Wasn't that awesome? Yeah. Remember that? Right? Remember when, 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 uh, when I gave that guy a Bible back in 1985? Wasn't that awesome? Just random moments of obedience. That's not what God's calling us to. Man, God's calling us to live a life in the promise, to live in the promise, to wake up in the morning looking for that X factor off the chart beyond our ability thing. That is what he is wanting for us. That is an abundant life. That's something that is so immeasurable and so amazing. And all he's asking us to do is just be obedient. Just open our eyes to what he has to say. Literally, when it says that he lived in the promise, that means to dwell, to circle around. I, I think of it like, like this is the promise, and Abraham is just, just circling the promise, just being around the promises of God. I've got tons of promises of God right here. 
99.9% of what I need to do as a follower of Jesus is found right here. These are his promises. And so many times we just wait around on the 0.1%. If you start being obedient to the promises, if you start walking around the promises and circling the people you live with, your family, your friends, your job, where you go to eat, where you go to work out and to play, if you start living in the promises, you start saying, God, I want to be faithful in the small things, God. I want to serve you in the small things, God. I don't want to be about my life, but I want to be about you. When we start doing those things, when we start being obedient to those things, God opens all kinds of crazy doors. I heard something this week that blew my mind. God's not looking for a hero. There's already the hero of the story, and that's Jesus. We don't have to be the hero. And you know what else? (laughs) Heroes kick down doors to get in. Equal people just walk through the doors that he opens. That's the life that he's calling us to live, a life amongst equals. None of us is any better or any worse (laughs) than the next person. We're not Jesus. We're not the hero. We don't have to kick the door down to go in to whatever, force our way into God's will. No, God's just going to open the doors for us. But we just have to be obedient to that. We have to be willing to step into that As far as downtown is concerned, this blew my mind when I started thinking about this passage. You know what? (laughs) I found a foreign land in my backyard. I didn't have to go to a foreign country. I didn't have to step and drive thousands of miles and, and go minister to those that are less fortunate and so on and so forth. Guess what, man? I found people who need Jesus like two miles from my house. There is a foreign land right in your backyard. And I'm not saying you have to go to downtown High Point. I'm saying there's a foreign land around your sphere of influence. There are people who don't know Christ that God is intersecting you with on a regular basis. (laughs) And what blew my mind about that is that promise of Abraham, that wasn't instantly realized. It took years and years and years for these generations to come up and all those kind of things. Man, but it's not about knowing what's next. (laughs) It's about being with God and being with his creation. Um, Remember, I, I just mentioned about the drunk guy that was going around and hugging people and all that stuff yesterday. Literally, like I'm, I'm standing up there speaking and this, this dude is, I mean, straight up just gone all right three sheets to the wind times 2000 and uh and he's and he's like going around and talking to people and stuff like that and probably some people were pretty uncomfortable with that i would imagine um i've known him for months he's been coming hanging around um i actually kicked him out of a bible study (laughs) a few weeks ago see he was getting nuts so um but what's crazy is i kicked that mug out and guess what he's still coming (laughs) i mean like like is that not cool like, he knows that there's, there's some intangible there. And here's what blew my mind as I was thinking about that, sitting up there speaking, watching this dude go around from place to place. And God quietly spoke to me, and he said, 
Where else is that guy going to hear the gospel today? Like the the circles that he runs in and the people that he hangs out with and the places that he goes, is he going to hear the gospel today? Is he going to get the opportunity to be in a faith community full of hundreds of people that love God and love him? (laughs) that love God so much that they'll go to this place and hug this dude who smells like alcohol out the rear like crazy that will embrace him and say I love you so much dude and so does God and what blew my mind is is as we were talking I got off the stage and And he stood beside me for a moment. And we sang this song, I'm No Longer Slave to Fear. And I turned to him and I said, dude, you don't have to be a slave to that anymore. Do you know that? And literally in in just a, a 10 seconds worth of clarity, he looked at me straight in the eye and he said, I know. And then he went back to being drunk. Like literally, I personally believe that God like spoke to that dude in just a minute. And I'm praying, God, that 10 seconds that I just had with him, give me a minute. And maybe next week, give me five minutes that turns to an hour and a day. Because I'm telling you, the reason that we go downtown It's not to make us feel good. The reason that we go is for people like him because when he meets Jesus and when his knee finally bends to a loving God, you want to talk about a change that's going to rock the face of that community? It's not us. (laughs) That's off the chart God miracle stuff that we can't do. When he starts going to his friends and his family and saying, man, I've been drunk and I've been high and I've been stuck on myself for 40 some years. And then I met Jesus. (laughs) And that is what I live for. That is what I get up. That is why I circle the promises of God. That's why I be where God has me. Dude, that is what this life is about. And all it takes is sitting in the back seat. Stop asking dad, are we there yet? And start enjoying the fact that you're here now. He has so much for you. Don't let life pass you by. Step in to the promise that God has for your life right now. Lastly, I just want to share this one quick scripture and I'm done. Verse 10, it says, this blew my mind. For for Abraham was looking forward to the city that has foundations, whose designer and builder is God. (laughs) You know what a city is? Abraham saw a city whose designer and builder was God. You know what a city is? Abraham didn't see a brick-and-mortar architectural skyline. Literally, in the Greek, the word city means abundance. It means a populous place. 
It means to hustle and bustle. <laughs> Literally, Abraham saw because of the faith that he had thousands upon thousands of people who has a foundation in the designer and builder's God. You know what the foundation is? The cornerstone. Jesus Christ. It blew my mind when I read this. It literally, Abraham saw way off in the distance Jesus sacrificing himself as a foundational stone for thousands upon thousands of people that were going to be back in community with God. And that's what kept Abraham going. So today, that's what we're here for. Because we believe that there is a city that God is building. He's the designer. He's the architect. We're just players in the story. We're just along for the ride as God designs and builds. Who builds the church? God builds the church, not us. We're just along for the ride, having conversations with people that come along our way and enjoying the presence of the Creator. So if I could leave you with something today, it's this. Lean in. Enjoy the journey that God has you on. I know it's hard. I know there's struggles. I know life is not always fun, but literally everything that we experience in our life is raw building material that God is putting in front of us so that he can design and build something and blow our minds with an off-the-chart, miraculous God thing that we get to watch. If you want to live in that, it's going to take submission now. Quit driving. Quit trying to take the reins. Just be obedient. one who knows will help us know the unknown and see the unseen if you would just bow your head and close your eyes and I, I know um, that there's people here today who want to live outside the realm of their possibility. I mean, if that's you, if you, want to, if you want to live a faithful life that's beyond your ability, that has nothing to do with your vision or your ability to do and to work, if that's you today, if you want to see the miraculous God stuff that we can't conjure up. I would just ask you just to stand. Yes. Man, that's where I want to live. That's where I want to be. That's what I want my days to look like. It's not easy. But it's worth it.
God, we love you so much. And I just pray, Lord, that, that you would just give us an extra measure of faith this morning. There's nothing that we can do to create this, God. It's just your presence, your faith giving uh, life to us, breathing breath into us. And so, Father, I just pray that every single person with the sound of my voice, the the people that are standing, Father, that have said, "I, I just need more of you, Jesus. I need to be more faithful. Father, I just pray, God, that you would just just wash faith over them, Lord, that they would just submit, Lord, that they would be okay with sitting in the back seat, God. And even when they run out of things to do, they would just know, man, it's just a fun ride being with Dad. Jesus, give us faith. Grow us deeper with you, Jesus. We'll be sure to give you all the praise and all the glory. Lord, we love you. Praise things in your name.